Welcome to the fourth episode of the Dorm Divided Podcast. Uh, I'm Cameron Basil. This is my roommate and co-host, Porter Kelly. Um, today, we have a very uh, NFL-heavy podcast for you today, which I'm kind of glad about. We've yeah, been, we've been focusing uh, on the NBA a little more recently. Which so. doesn't make much sense since the NFL is coming up much quicker. I mean, we good to change pace today. For sure. Hall of Fame games. Yeah, exactly, that's what I was about to say. Hall of Fame Get games. Back in the groove of things. Hall of Fame games coming up soon. So we have one more NBA thing to talk about, but that'll be pretty quicker. We'll try to do some better time management today than we have in the past, but you know, we're getting we're getting better as we go. So we're gonna start with some MVP odds for the NBA. Those released I think yesterday, and then we're gonna go kind of enough. When we switch to the NFL, we're gonna do a little bit of a fantasy heavy episode talking about our guys in fantasy, and then we're talking about our sleepers in fantasy who are a little bit underdrafted in terms of their ADP, and then finishing up, finishing it off with our NFL B tier teams that we think are almost locks to make the playoffs but maybe don't, don't go as deep as some of these other teams so with absolutely no more further ado porter kelly how are we doing today i'm doing fantastic today uh we're gonna start off with our nba mvp odds and there's not like too much to talk about but we're just gonna touch on a couple things um at the top it's luca and joel and b tied at plus 450 and it's Giannis plus 550 then Jokic plus 1000 and that's kind of like where I think it kind of ends for real contenders for MVP next year. You can see outside guys like Steph Curry at plus 1,200 winning it, or like maybe if Kawhi comes back and just doesn't load manage at all, I can see a world where he wins it. But other than that, I really don't see any of these other players winning it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think obviously being a Bucks fan, I think Giannis has a good chance. Maybe his voter fatigue has kind of ran out after not winning it for a couple of years. If I had to pick one person... I think it's Embiid. I think oh, yeah, he kind of got he got kind of robbed last year. I think because like footer fatigue just didn't exist for Jokic yeah. or whatever, and I maybe because the Sixers weren't a high enough seed. But if the Sixers didn't have him, I think he's almost just as valuable as Jokic was to the Nuggets. But I think Giannis maybe has a really good um, season next year, averaging like maybe like thirty and ten, like he almost did last year. So I could see that. Maybe Jason Tatum has a really good yeah, statistical. St- he, did, he doesn't dominate the stat sheet that much, but maybe next year he'll take a step, maybe average higher 20s. John Morant, maybe, if he has a really good season. He's got the media backing. You don't think so? He's got the media backing. I guess he does have the media And then bias. they could be a really high seed, so I could see him. Uh, but I think it's either Lucas and Beater Giannis's uh, award to win, one of those sure. three. And I hope, I hope Giannis gets and it. But For sleeper-wise... There's not, like, a ton of great stuff that you can really see. Like, honestly, one of the only things that you could see is, like, a Zion plus 5,000 where it's, like, there's a world where Zion comes back and is just another human because he's such an unknown. But you pretty much know what the rest of these guys are going to bring. So I really can't see. Like, it's obviously not worth it to really bet on any. Yeah, I could see a Devin Booker 2,800 because, hey, there will be a one seed and maybe – you know, people are talking about maybe he he was like last year he was a sleeper. Maybe maybe he'll have a better statistical season. I could see that. Yeah, Plus, see that. at twenty eight hundred, it's a big drop off in odds between like LeBron at eighteen hundred, who's got yeah. Not, I'm not say no shot, but he's got to play a lot of games. Or D book will play a lot of games. I said Trey Young at plus four thousand, and Porter laughed at me. Yeah, I, I think that's kind of a joke too. Maybe if they're higher seed. Yeah, and he led the be, league in. Have to be a top two seed. And he led the league in points and assists. Maybe he's really high point output, really high assist output. He'd have to average thirty and be a top two seed. Maybe. Maybe you could see it, but that's that's no, that's the cap, I think. But normally, 
Gosh, Luke is going to be the favorite for the next like three oh, yeah. years until he finally wins one. Luke you know, win one in the next three years. He's got to. Right? You'd think yeah. if he doesn't, it's like what's not going to happen. But I think kind of like Harden, like when he was like yeah. so close for all those years and finally got. It, I think Luca might be like that. Yeah, I can see that. If they're finally a higher seed, which we'll James see. Harden plus seven thousand. How are we feeling about that? Absolutely huh. terrible. No, I'm you normally have to be the best. You normally have to be the best player on your team, like for sure. Exactly. And there's no way he'll be better than Embiid. Same with some of these other players, I guess. Okay. I honestly, one more thing, huge sleeper, Donovan Mitchell at plus eight thousand. Because maybe he goes to the maybe he goes to the Knicks and is like their best player and carries yeah. them to IC. No. I mean, I'm talking major. I think sleeper. Edwards is a better sleeper. You're probably right. You're probably right. You're probably right. Or Demar, honestly. No. No. Demar gets the one seed after. Like yeah, if they 29. get the one seed, I'll just. It's like whoever gets lose the one my seed, mind. but there's just not that many teams who can really get the one seed. In the East, though, it's a little bit more fluctuating. I, I would say. True. So maybe an East player yeah, or something. I, I agree. So those that's that's literally. That's all we're talking about for the NBA for the entirety of the episode. We, so get ready for some <laughs> fantasy advice. Uh, some NFL takes and some injury news. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we want to talk about the NFL more. So, starting out with our guys, we're going to do this position by position. Starting with the wide receiver, I'm going to do my first one. And I meant to, I was going to do a TikTok about this, but this is this feels better for the podcast. But uh, Mike Evans, um, I think, I can't say he's a sleeper, and I don't think he's going to really like super overperform his ADP, but I think he's just a lock to be consistent for you if you draft him at his ADP. Um, I think he's going at wide receiver. Let's see here. I mean, wide receiver 11. I mean, I could see him outperforming that for sure. I mean, he's getting he's getting picked kind of like below guys like Keenan Allen, who I know you're high on, yeah. but A.J. Brown, if you've seen our TikTok, I'm not high on him um, because more due to situation. So Mike Evans is in a really good spot. Yes, the Julio Jones signing might get him a little bit of targets away from him, but he is just consistent. And especially with no Godwin for, I think, the first couple of weeks at least, maybe first four weeks, I think Tom Brady really likes to target him. And if you saw how he played at the end of last season without Chris Godwin, it was pretty good. I mean, it was pretty yeah. – he's also really touchdown, really touchdown heavy. So especially in like a – Non like PPR, maybe like a half PPR, like a standard or half PPR league where he doesn't catch a lot of balls. He just catches like really high yard catches for touchdowns. I think he's pretty valuable in. And another thing I looked at when doing research on him, he's super knock on wood, super non injury prone. Since like 2015, he's played in one season of like 13 games, and the rest have been 15 games and more. So like if you're gonna, I mean, if you're drafting him at nine and he's playing that many games a season. I like that, and on top of the fact, I like that he catches a lot of touchdowns. Tom Brady targets him a lot, and no Chris Godwin, and no Gronk. That's a lot of yeah. targets that are vacated as well. And Tampa Bay loves to throw the ball, loves to throw the ball, so big red zone target. So that's that's mm-hmm. that's my first my guy at receiver. Who do you got? Okay, so I'm going to start with one that I had in most of my fantasy leagues last year, and that is Brandon Cooks here. Um Brandon Cooks, similar to Mike Evans, is one of the most consistent players in the league. I had so many weeks where, like, I just felt like I needed a 15 points per game guy because I had a bunch of guys I was looking for high upside and, like, maybe injury more injury-prone guys on my team. So getting a guy like Brandon Cooks at around, like, wide receiver 24, I think is pretty wild. 
Um, he might be going higher than that in some leagues, but I think getting a consistent guy like that as your wide receiver, like three or four in your depth chart is a very good thing to have. Um, last year, he finished as like the wide receiver 18, which is pretty solid. He always plays like every single year of his career, he's played 14 or more games besides like one year. And most of these years he's playing 16, which is normally the most games you could play. Uh, he's just a really consistent guy. He's playing a bunch of games. He catches a decent amount of touchdowns. He's the real, really the only target on the Texans now that John Mechie is out for the year after that ACL tear. So it's like, I just don't see a way where he isn't a consistent wide receiver besides like barring knock on wood an insane injury. Um, but yeah, I think he's a consistent guy that I would love to have on my team again. Yeah, he's super consistent and only needs his touchdowns. He's like, he got six last year. He upset to like seven, eight, maybe even nine. Mm-hmm. He'll boom for you yeah. in fantasy. Oh, yeah. So I, I like that. I like that. My next guy, um, especially with the, this isn't a huge news, but the recent uh, injury to Washington, the former uh, Steelers receiver, is uh, CeeDee Lamb. He's going at wide receiver seven, um, which I agree with that completely. But I think he has the upside to finish as like a top three fantasy wide receiver this year. Um, I really like not only his skill set, but especially his situation. Um, obviously, they lost Amari Cooper last year. Um, lost Cedric Wilson to the Dolphins, I think. Super underrated loss for them. And um, I think him and Dak have a really good connection. And with especially with Washington getting injured, I just don't see a scenario where he's just not targeted a ton this year. I mean, he finished as a wide receiver 14 last year. All he needs is a little, like, again, like just more touchdowns, which I think he's, mm-hmm. which I think he can get this year. Only had six last year, so he'll get targeted a ton. Only receiver that Dak's really thrown to a lot in that offense. So, I I really like him. I think he's only gonna outperform his ADP, and I could see, you know, like the top three receivers aren't gonna finish in the top three probably. So he's one that I think might sneak in that top three, top five. Getting worse, getting drafted at the wide receiver seven. I just feel like he's super good second round pick for you in fantasy this year. Yeah. Uh, my next one is a homer pick. I'm going with Deontay Johnson. Uh, he finished as a top ten wide receiver last year, and a lot of that was due to like the sheer volume he had because Big Ben couldn't throw it more than like ten yards. So all of his targets were going to Deontay on the slants and stuff like that, and little like out routes and stuff. But I think even with Kenny Pickett, Trubisky, or Mason Rudolph, God forbid. Um, Somehow he's... I think I think Deontay's still going to get a lot of targets. I know we lost Juju. Um, we added George Pickens, who I think is going to be more of a like reliable, like uh, contested catcher for us. But I think Deontay is still going to be our consistent guy. He gets open very easily. He's an insane route runner. He's pretty quick. I mean, he had over 100 receptions last year. Uh, 1,100 yards, eight touchdowns, top 10 receiver. And he's going ADP, like, 16th receiver, like, 40th. Like, he's a fourth rounder, like, in fantasy this year. And I think that's pretty good. If you can snag, like, two running backs in the first three rounds, this is a sick wide receiver, two to snag in the early fourth. Yeah, I, I think so, too. I, like, I think he might be going lower because of the competition. Like, mm-hmm. like Pickens, Claypool, 
and then Farmouth, but he had competition last year. Yeah, he still exactly. had yeah, that's what I was he had Claypool. He still had uh, right, I mean, they, he's still our number one. He's he's playing for a contract this year. That's too, true. Which is that's also true. a very big deal. Plus, if you think he might get uh, deeper targets this year without the limit of Big Ben, so I completely agree with that one. Um, I'm just gonna sneak one more in here. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, is another person I could see this kind of meet his ADP and maybe exceed it. Um, like T. Higgins is going in front of him right now, which. I don't know what to say about he that. It's just going way too high in general. We might talk about like <laughs> we'll do a sli- people we'll, we hate in fantasy. Yeah, probably maybe next episode or something. But he will make the list. Yeah, but um, for their ADP at least. Like, I just I think Matt he, he's playing with Matt Ryan, who I think is an uh, upgrade at quarterback over Carson Wentz, obviously. But also, I just don't think there's like a whole lot of competition between him and any of his other receivers. Like, I mean, I just don't like who else do they really have at receiver? Mm. They drafted Alec Pierce. Yeah, I guess. Like the yeah, that's round. true. Their so, tight end yeah. isn't as reliable. I feel like anymore. Yeah. Did they have? Yeah, they used to have. have good, like Mo Ali Cox. They used to have some good tight end play. They used to have Ebron. They used to have Ebron way back when. I don't even know if Ebron's still on the Steelers anymore. He's just a ghost. <laughs> yeah, facts. Um, but I think he'll get a lot of targets and a really improved quarterback situation. And he's just a really good contested catcher and really good at catching touchdowns. So. You know, like Julio Jones was a really reliable receiver for Matt Ryan when he was in Atlanta. I think Pittman can be that for Matt Ryan in Indianapolis. And he's one that he's just, I feel like he's got a lot of upside to him. So him at the wide receiver 13, again, with a lot of these players, just got to catch a couple more touchdowns. He caught six last year. He catches more like eight or nine, like I said, with um, Brandon Cooks. I think he'll have a really good season this year, outperforms ADP, and he's getting picked in an area where I really like as like maybe a low up wide receiver one or a high end wide receiver two. Yeah. Um, my next, so we're going to transition to our running backs. With the running backs, the my guys is a little bit more difficult because, you know, there aren't like as many of them, I guess you can say. And you don't really want to pick like top five running backs as your guy because like that's everybody's guys. Yeah. So uh, one guy I had in a couple leagues last year uh, was David Montgomery, who is going as like a running back 17. But I'm taking him in a similar philosophy as I am uh, with, like, Brandon Cooks, where it's, like, a guy you can pretty much always count on. He pretty consistently plays. You know he's going to have a focal point in that offense because I don't know how much they trust Justin Fields to, like, actually sling it yet. They lost Allen Robinson. You know, the receiving core is nothing special. I feel like they're just going to try and pound the ball, hope David Montgomery can make some things happen. Uh, He's still, like, a pretty young player. And I feel like he's just, like, reliable. You know, he always gets you, like, when you... I don't feel like he has very many, like, super bust games. I never really see him dropping, like, less than 10 that often. Uh, So, yeah, he's a guy that's, like... If you can get him as, like, your running back three, like, you can get, like, a sick running back core. Like, as a running back two or three, if you get some raw receivers, you know, that can make for a really good sleeper running back that I think is at the end of that, like, top tier of guys where... There's a couple guys above him. You can probably put him above, but he's like the end of that like tier where it's like after him, there's a pretty steep fall off. I feel like where it's pretty Gibson, big. Like James it goes Connor. Gibson, Connor, Jacobs, which are guys like maybe you can see like turning out. Like I guess Connor with the touchdown volume, but who knows if that happens with a That's, weak that was, Cardinals no. team, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think David Montgomery is like the end of that tier and it would be a really good pickup. 
Yeah. This year. Uh, he, he, I think, he, would he have like a really good end of the fantasy season last year when he finally came mm-hmm. back he or had, something? He had, a big, he, had yeah. he was out for a, a good amount of time in the middle of the season last year, but he still finished with seven touchdowns. And he and, missed like three games. Yeah, I or think four games. Actually, I think I think um, they're going to try to like run him at the start of a lot of games to like mm-hmm. set up the pass for Justin Fields. And he's a pretty good pass catcher too, yeah. so I like that. I think he's a little bit undervalued at the, at the moment. And obviously, there's a limited weapons in Chicago regardless. Yeah. Uh, my guy, I don't. I wouldn't say that this is cheating, but my guy. It's really hard because I don't want to pick a top five guy, and some of those guys up there, I'm a, a firm believer in. But um, uh, Alvin Kamara at, at um, running back twelve, um, I really like. I know he has a looming suspension. But with yeah. the recent news, it sounds like he wants to push back all the court stuff regarding to his arrest or whatever, like so he can play most of this season. So if he if you get him for three fourths of the season, I think he will outperform his like ADP. Oh, yeah. I mean, him at twelve is a little bit ridiculous, especially if you're in a PPR half PPR league. Like he catches the ball a ton. Jameis Winston, I liked to target him last year. He's trying to play a little bit smarter. He's not just chucking it. And they, they kind of run an offense that's kind of dink and dunk, like, you know, with him, Michael Thomas. Like, they're not going to just chuck a bunch of deep balls. You know, Jarvis Landry, a lot of possession catches. So I could see yeah. um, Alvin Kamara kind of being in that same light and running behind a good a good offensive line. And he's just a really, I mean, good fantasy output mm-hmm. player. Like So him at 12, like, if you can get him as your RB2, I mean. Oh, yeah. That, that's lethal. That would be lethal, you know? Yeah. So, or pair him with a like, really good receiver. Maybe even first round, you go like Jamar Chase, and then you get like Alvin Kamara. Your team's set up pretty good then mm-hmm. at the swing around there. Yeah. So, I mean. His whole thing is just like a little bit of a wild card based on what actually happens with his suspension because it's something where you like don't know. But it's like an upside move that like will like legitimately win you leagues if it turns out. Mm-hmm. So, it, it's definitely a good pick there. Uh, it just all depends on what ends up actually happening. It just look, right now, it looks like he'll play a good amount of games. Yeah, I'm sure. Right now, at least. Yeah. So if anything changes, obviously. So now we're going to go to our tight end guys. Um, so I my pick here, uh, Dallas Goddard is a player that has kind of fallen. I feel like he's been kind of underrated in the eyes of a lot of people. Whenever I watch an Eagles game, feel like he's getting targeted he's like one of Jalen Hurts's maybe his favorite target I mean I feel like he's getting hit all of the time people think that AJ Brown is going to come in and Dallas Goddard's just going to lose all of his targets but as a guy that like you can get as like your main tight end he uh, another thing where it's like he's kind of the end of like this tier of guys where it's like you can snag him pretty late in drafts you can get him in like the eighth or ninth round probably and that's just a play where it's I think it's a better value than snagging like a Darren Waller or a George Kittle in like the fourth round or fifth round. You can take a player like Dallas Goddard in like the eighth or ninth round, and it's just such a better value pick. And he's a consistent guy. He's not gonna blow blow the roof off of the place. Maybe he'll have a couple games over twenty points, but it's like he's a consistent like out of your tight end for me personally. I kind of like a guy that'll get me 10 points. You oh, know? yeah. Mm-hmm. You take that. Oh, yeah. A consistent guy that's going to get his targets. He gets plenty of touchdowns, you know. Uh, obviously, Zach Ertz isn't there anymore. He's clear of him. So I think that's a 
very good value pick because he's uh, especially another thing I forgot to mention. TJ Hawkinson's at 65. I think getting Dallas Goddard at like 85 overall is just such a better pick than that. Oh, that was about literally you, you took what I was about yeah, to say. Yeah, literally. I think Dallas Goddard will probably do better than like two of the tight ends above him and will like compare with some of those other guys and at a way better value pick. Yeah. Um, I think Hertz liked to target Goddard last year a lot. And that's another reason why I forgot to mention in my AJ Brown video that you told me after making the video is that he is going to take up some of those targets as well. And like a lot of younger and inexperienced quarterbacks, it's easy to find your tight end and throw it to him. So I like I love that a lot. And it told me a lot when they were when the Eagles like got rid of Ertz. It told like me how much they really believed in Goddard. They're like, mm-hmm. we don't really need Ertz anymore. We don't, even for like two two tight end sets because we know how good Goddard is. So the fact that they know that, plus they play in a run-first system, so off-play action, tight ends also are favored in that system as well. They're not like a really West Coast kind of deal. So I, lo- I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, another, my guy, what's, uh, I guess it's it's like a teardrop him like after Waller is my guy, and my guy is right now is Dalton Schultz, also kind of going off the Washington injury. There's just not a lot of tar- like target. There's a lot of targets to go around in that Dallas offense. Between him and C.D. Lamb, I could really see them both kind of breaking out because of the lack of talent around both of them. And I could really see a a tight end like breakout year for Dalton Schultz this year. Yes, he does catch a good amount of touchdowns. Like he did like eight touchdowns last year. That's pretty, like that was pretty, like I don't know if he'll repeat that, but I think he'll, he'll get more targets this year. And I could see him that to really take a step up and maybe be like a TJ Hawkinson level of player. Or, like, you know, just be right behind those, you know, Kyle Pitts, George Kittle level of player. And he seems to also be pretty consistent. Like, he doesn't get injured a lot. And I don't think he has those really bust weeks of, like, three points. Like, George Kittle will sometimes have. I had George Kittle on my team last year. Mm-hmm. Kittle got, like, three points in one week, 35 the next week. Yeah. So I kind of agree. I kind of want my tight end to be kind of a steadier person. And if I could pick Dar- Darren Waller at 45, granted, that's got some upside. But, like, George Kittle at 43 or Dalton Schultz at 63, I think I like Dalton Schultz at 63 because even, like, with Kittle, he's got a lot more targets to go around to everyone versus, um, I think, Schultz does. And I really think Schultz and Prescott have a really good connection already on top of that. So I I think Dalton Schultz there, I'll be targeting him in some of my leagues next year. Okay, so I am going to be sticking – with the Eagles train here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm facts, going with facts, facts. Jalen Hurts here. Uh, I had him in most of my leagues. I mean, there was one league where I somehow finessed him off of waivers because of one of my idiot league mates, uh, which was just hilarious. <laughs> dropped him for Randall Cobb. Yeah, he, like, dropped him for Randall Cobb, and I, like, sniped that as soon as humanly possible because my QB room was looking very sus. I, like, only had Stafford, who, like, I didn't really know how good he was going to be. And he ended up turning up, too. So my QB room was pretty loaded. Um, Hertz is going as, like, the QB 8. But I think uh, something that I kind of acknowledge is, like, if you can't rush as a quarterback, you, like, have to be so good. Like, if you're – you have to be, like, Aaron Rodgers to, like, put up insane numbers in fantasy if you Mm -hmm. can't rush. And Jalen Hurts is maybe the best rusher in the game besides, like, Lamar. And I think he still rivals Lamar in terms of, like, rushing output and fantasy especially. Jalen Hurts might not be, like, a top-ten quarterback, but I think he's easily, 
like a top six fantasy quarterback because he is getting like he gets so many rushing touchdowns with that offense he added aj brown which will just help his passing game it'll give him more open looks you know instead of like bum receivers who can't catch the ball costing him touchdowns last year um but yeah i think he's got a very high upside this year i think getting him in like the sixth round or whatever he's going let me go check um yeah, he's going in like the sixth or seventh round. I think I would rather him over guys like Dak Prescott, Joe Burrow. Yeah. Um, maybe, and Kyler, maybe even Kyler this maybe year. Maybe even Kyler Murray, honestly. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think he, like I said, I think he'll rival Lamar Jackson in terms of fantasy output for sure. Yeah, I agree. So I really like him. He's got a lot of targets to go around. I don't think Miles Sanders is going to be very productive this year. I think Jalen Hurts. Uh, kind of similar to Josh Allen, takes on more of the rushing role for the team. They don't have like this outlandish running back that can kind of do it all. Um, so I think Jalen Hurst is going to be very productive this year. Yeah, I'm just going to piggyback off your last point. The Eagles make it a part of their offense, him running. Mm-hmm. Like him and read option is so lethal, it's a okay. part of their offense. He had 784 rush yards this, last year. So like all he needs is more touchdown production in terms of pass and he'll be lethal oh, yeah. in fantasy this year. So I completely agree with that. And he's the kind of player that you need to target. Like his, his type of player is a player you need to target in fantasy. And piggybacking off that, my guy this year is Trey Lance. Um, you could maybe call him a sleeper a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's going at QB 13 right now. And like, I'm a kind of, I wouldn't say I'm a full Trey Lance believer, but I really believe in the system of like, if he's not ready, you sit him for a year so his confidence doesn't go down the pooper like a Sam Darnold's first year was awful or a couple of these past quarterbacks first year when they're really not that ready, mm-hmm. right? He he played like one year at NDSU, and like that was it for his college. So he was super raw. So like him starting last year would have been a mess. So some people are like, well, if he can't beat out Garoppolo, he's not that good. No, their plan was for him to sit the entire season. So it's kind of just him as a player. Mm-hmm. But in terms of his fantasy output, he's got the rushing upside too. Just like the uh, Niners, they're a run-heavy team. So I could see him easily getting around 500 yards rushing this year and still having a super good passing output, especially when you have Brandon Ayuk. I mean, there was like a clip of him in training camp yesterday throwing an absolute dot to Brandon Ayuk, Debo, and Kittle. He's kind of, they're honestly in very similar situations in terms of really good weapons around them, good offensive schemes, and both have rushing upside. But him getting picked up uh, 13, I think, only can be out like outperformed because who knows? He could have a Patrick Mahomes level of season this year. You never know. Oh, yeah. Because, like, you don't see him play. Like, yeah, Mahomes, no one really, like, thought Mahomes was going to be as good as he was when he came. So, like, who knows really how good Trey Lance can be this year. I see him with complete rushing upside. I think he'll be efficient. So the only thing that maybe would get him is if he throws a good amount of picks, you know, because that's negative points for you because he's of his inexperience. But I only see him and like the hit that I just that came to my mind when I thought of a my guy. So those are the QBs. One thing I'm just going to sprinkle in there is Tom Brady at 89 is a full 20 picks after Jalen Hurts. If he goes off like he did last year. I could see that panning out oh, being yeah. like a top five yeah, QB. Decent, yeah. That's something I just saw like on while we were looking at this ADP where I was like Decent decent like sleeper pick. Plus plus like I like him maybe a little over like an Aaron Rodgers type because like I said earlier, the Buccaneers love to throw the ball. They're not like the Packers where they run first 
It's like they love to throw it. Tom Brady had a lot of passing attempts last year, and that's why he was top five quarterback. So like you said, you have to be elite if you can't run. Mm-hmm. I think he could be like that. Because yeah. he almost had MVP level last year. If yeah. he does that again, high output, I think he could be a good fantasy player. Okay. So my first sleeper pick. Because we're moving to sleepers. Uh, here is Robert Woods of the now Tennessee Titans. Uh, he got traded, uh, and I think the Titans just need a guy to step up in this offense. They're obviously going to be run first with Derrick Henry, but, I mean, besides Traylon Burks, they don't really have any consistent receivers. Robert Woods, I think the reason he's going so low is because of this injury, obviously. Mm -hmm. But getting him at, like, the 11th round or 10th round, I think that's insane value for a guy who, like, has the potential to be, like, a wide receiver two or three, like, easily. He can, like, hang with those guys that we've seen in, like, previous seasons. He's, like, done just that. I mean... He didn't. He only played nine games last season. He was kind of a bust, you know, because everybody thought he was going to be what Cooper Cup was. Mm-hmm. So everybody's a little bit down on him. I was one of those guys. Yeah, tough. I would, I was also one of those tough, guys. Tough, 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 tough. But I still am a firm believer in him. He's like the 39th wide receiver or something going, which just doesn't seem real to me. Uh, but I think he's a guy that you can see the potential in him, and he's a guy that I already trust. Um, and yeah. Uh, yeah, um, just to piggyback off that, I think um, him and Cooper Cup, like in, L- in L.A. a couple years ago, it shows that he can perform with another receiver there too. So like another maybe sleeper that I, I don't have on our list, but like Traylon Burks. Like it, yeah, I think they can both. They be both good. can be good and produce, and both be kind of sleepers. I think because they're both getting kind of underdrafted because neither one knows who's going to be who. But I think especially with like they're not there's not like a like an AJ Brown like number 1 in Tennessee this year. I think they can bounce some fourth targets back and yeah. forth. And Robert Woods has already shown that he can produce being it's the number a, 2. It's a high upside he's, play for that late in the draft. He's going to yeah. be your wide receiver like your fifth wide receiver taken. So, I think that's insane. Yeah, I, I, that's like I just think he can produce alongside the Burks. So I love that. Um I think a lot of people have hopped on this sleeper train, but I just want to emphasize it on our podcast as well. Alan Lazard is a sleeper. Like, Aaron Rodgers likes to function, like, with receivers he likes because he's kind of weird like that. Like, he needs to establish a connection with you first before, like, being, like, any productive at all. Like, if you look at the new receivers they brought in, it is crazy. And I was listening to a podcast the other day, and um, Aaron Rodgers with rookie wide receivers, the best output is 400 yards for that rookie wide receiver. So if you're scared of Christian Watson taking into like Alan Lazard's like role at all, you are severely mistaken. Aaron Rodgers has gone on saying how excited he is that Alan Lazard's the number one wide receiver this year. How he was making jokes about how going from Devontae to Alan Lazard's like Hall of Famer to Hall of Famer, just like Devontae said, he is wanting Alan Lazard to be that guy this year. And honestly, Alan Lazard's got all the tools. He's got the size. He's got the catching. He's a very good contested catcher. And he already has good touchdown output. He had eight touchdowns last year, I think, or around that like neighborhood. That's already good touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So now that his targets are going to increase without Devontae, I love him. I mean, I uh, where's where's he even going? Like wide receiver. That's low down at like forty seven. Wide receiver forty seven this year. You gotta hop on this. You have to hop on this. Cause he's I don't see a world he doesn't outperform at ADP. 
Oh. And I'll be reaching for him in a lot of drafts this year just because he's he's going to be the number one wide receiver on a team with Aaron Rodgers. And he's going wide receiver 47. Like, you cannot, you cannot. So many people have told you about him, but I just want to emphasize that he will be a dog this year, barring no injuries. Mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, I love him. I love him in fantasy. Okay, so my next sleeper here is Cortland Sutton. Uh, we haven't talked about this quite yet, but uh, Tim Patrick is going to be out for the year. More targets to go around. I personally am not the hugest Jerry Judy guy. Uh, and I think Russ is just going to... He's Javante Williams is obviously going to take a big role in the offense, but Russ is still going to want to pass the ball plenty. I think Cortland Sutton is your reliable guy. He's going to be like a red zone target. You know, they don't have Noah Fant anymore. You can't rely on him to be the big red zone guy. Uh, and Cortland Sutton's pretty large, a pretty big player. You know, he's a good contested catcher. He's quick, you know. Uh, and I liked him last year, too. He had a few great great weeks. And I think at ADP, like, 26 wide receiver, you can get him as a solid, like, wide receiver three or, or something like that. And I think that was, like, 61 ADP, like, in the whole draft. I think that's a great pick as a sixth or seventh rounder. I think you would love to have a guy like that on your team who has some high upside. Like you can see him being like up there this year as like a top 15 receiver. So I think getting him at this value is pretty good. Yeah. I mean, the only thing for yeah, him six, is 6'4, 216. The only thing he needs, I mean, he only had two touchdowns last year. Mm-hmm. That's only going to improve. I mean, without oh, Drew yeah. Locke throwing to him, you know, because of his lack of deep ball accuracy, I feel like. Oh, yeah. But, um, I, I think the main thing is like take him like him going how many picks he's going behind Jerry Judy is not valid I feel like right because he's going behind Jerry Judy no he's not never mind that Uh point not in this not in this list we looked at the list yesterday and he was but those are some those are some casuals I guess because this is his official ADP but don't take him I guess take him don't be scared of him because of Jerry Judy exactly that's what I'm trying to get at and. Don't take Jerry Judy above him for sure. Yeah, and here's the reason why, right? I've learned this from watching some some stuff, but, like, Russell Wilson's undersized, so he doesn't like to throw the ball over the middle. It's just kind of a fact. Jerry Judy thrives going over the middle of the field. So Jerry Judy's output is not going to be as, like, high. And when you look at Seattle, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, both really good receivers, more outside deep ball threats. And who was that in this offense? It was Cortland Sutton and it was Tim Patrick. So now, especially with no more Tim Patrick, mm-hmm. Cortland Sutton's kind of your lone deep ball threat. I think he can fit in that DK Metcalf kind of role in Seattle. Oh, yeah. DK's killed it in fantasy the past couple of years because of that. So I think Russell Wilson, because of his undersizedness, will throw more to Cortland Sutton for sure than Jerry Judy, in my opinion. Unless mm-hmm. Jerry Judy shows some outside prowess. But I don't, again, I think he's an over the middle type of receiver. So that's why I agree with that one. Um, I'm going to brush over this one because this one's just kind of like, yeah. I don't have a whole lot to say about it other than the fact that Sky Moore could be a super big sleeper this year. No one knows in Kansas City what's going to happen, who's it's going to be number, number one. one. Yeah. I like Juju a lot this year in fantasy, yeah, but he's here. kind of not really a sleeper. He's kind of going at what I would yeah. want him to go at. Like, if you can get him at that value, love that. But Sky, Sky Moore being a rookie, you know, there's rookies that have came in like Jamar Chase and some of these other guys that have came in and had, like, really big impacts their first year, who's maybe Sky Moore is that. Who, maybe. Like, maybe he can have – maybe him and Patrick Mahomes can get on the same page and he can just have early high upside because I think – I mean, he's going where? 
I mean, I'm still scrolling. I mean, scrolly scroll. 140. 140. He's going to wide receiver 60. Wide receiver 60. So like obviously, he's who, he's a guy that like you want at the very end of your bench that you don't want to leave on waivers. It's the type of thing exactly. Of and if like, I see I see him as someone who of the rookie wide receivers because of how good the quarterback is could really pan out and maybe something happens because who knows. Yeah, you because know, it's gonna be Kelsey. Then who else? You know, Juju and maybe Sky Moore. I think um, Sky Moore can really have some upside this 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 season and just take him. Like if you see if you see him, so okay, I'll snag, I'll snag him at his ADP right now. Okay, so I don't really have much to say about Sky Moore. I don't. I haven't really watched any Sky Moore. I can obviously see with Mahomes, anybody can be good. Yeah. So I can definitely see. And like that. Brian Pringle looks good. Yeah. Mahomes. So, <laughs> so uh, my last wide receiver. Uh, my last wide receiver yeah, yeah. sleeper. Uh, which one is it? Uh, is Hunter Renfro. Oh, okay. And I think Hunter Renfro is getting a little bit slept on because of the addition of Devontae Adams, which yes. obviously it will hurt him a little bit. But Derek Carr and you know, Hunter Renfro just have such a insane connection, I feel like. Max. They always know what each other is thinking. Hunter Renfro is running out with them when Derek Carr is rolling out of the pocket, and he's always there to make this tough catch or whatever on the sideline. He's just such a consistent player he gets a good amount of receptions if the touchdown if the touchdown volume is there where he becomes a consistent red zone target like he was last year yeah uh he's a steal at wide receiver 32 in like the eighth or ninth round um he finished with wide receiver 17 last year and i don't think the addition of Devonte is gonna like hurt him where he falls 15 in wide receiver yeah i know rank for sure you know he had nine touchdowns last year you know uh so and he had over a thousand yards so obviously his production is going to take a little bit but he's another one of those guys where he's just so consistent where it's a guy like if you have a bye week you'd love to just throw him in there and uh be able to throw him in your flex or something like that and i think he's a good play for that type of player yeah i i um i agree i there's not you can't cover everyone you can't cover wall you can't cover Devonte. you can't cover yeah. renfro at the same time so maybe renfro Get, since there is a really good player that's going to get doubled a lot, Devontae, maybe he benefits from that just from, yeah, you know, he'll he'll, be, he'll take advantage of some oh, shitty yeah. linebacker that's trying he's to go in a, man. Like, they have maybe the two best route runners in, in the league. Is, yeah, it's interesting. From Devontae Adams, so I think that can be a very lethal duo. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that one. Help each other out. <sighs> okay, so my last one is, um, I'm a big 49ers guy this year, I think. Mm-hmm. So Brandon Ayuk, I think, Again, this isn't just coming from that highlight in camp, but I just think he his skill set is underrated. He is so fast, and he can just take – he just is, – it's crib watch every time he catches the ball. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo would throw him like a five-yard slant, and it's like 60-yard housed. So like – or just a 60-yard gain. I had him last year, and I can't believe I'm saying this because last year he killed me. I mean, like in the first oh, yeah. like – I mean, because he was drafted really high because I, I, well, you know, I picked him up in the waivers the year before and he was just blowing up because he ended his rookie year really well. And you took him over like Deontay. Yeah, it took him over a lot. I think it took over Cooper Cup last year. Yeah, you did. So that's that's telling you something because I think Cooper Cup went in the fourth round last year in a lot of drafts. And this is where Ayuk was going. But his skill set's still there. For some reason, he's targeted the ball last year. I don't know why. It was, it was just, so weird. It was weird. Like, yeah. coach didn't like Coaching him. Decisions. He, he, but I think this year, already seeing training camp a little bit, he's getting a good connection, and he just has the the skill set 
of the speedster. And he still finished as wide receiver 36 last year, even with his absolute, like, donkey, donkey start. start. Or at wide receiver 43, is he really going to go down? No, he's going to go up, and he's going to catch a lot of touchdowns this year, and that offense is going to be electric this mm-hmm. year. The Niners are going to be good. So you want good players on good teams. Brandon Ayuk is a good player on a good team. Yeah. So um, we'll get into our uh, tight end pick for our sleepers. Uh, Mine's just yours is very funny. A dartboard throw. I mean, that's a dartboard throw in the head. But I'm going Dawson Knox. Love that. You, you can kind of you can kind of find the trend of players I like: the Hunter Renfro's, the Dallas Goddard's, the you know um, Brian Cook. Cooks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. David Montgomery, all these guys are guys that like are a little bit lower down. They're like near the end of like their tier of player, but they're so consistent that you'd love to have them on your team. You go early in those first few rounds getting higher upside guys, and you get these steals later on, and they can really round out your team really well and help you make the playoffs um, and hopefully win your league. So Dawson Ox, let me get into him. So he's tight end 10, uh, going in like number 99 ADP uh, is what he's going at. So that's like, you know, ninth, 10th round player. He just has such a high ceiling with Josh Allen where he can have three touchdown games, you know? Mm-hmm. it's not. I'm not super scared personally of Gabriel Davis. Everybody's like why is getting every, super why high is on every... him because of the, the AFC semifinals game that he had. And like, yeah, I'm sure he'll be okay, but I'm not a huge Gabriel Davis believer personally. I think he could be one, okay. One game sample size. Yeah, it's like the shitty Kansas size. City defense that game. Um, obviously, Stefan Diggs is going to be still the number one guy there, but they don't have a super established running game besides Josh Allen. So <laughs> Dawson Knox is that reliable. He'll stay that reliable red zone threat. Um, getting him at tight end ten, it's a steal. The fact Zach Ertz is above him is just a that joke. It, it really is. And once again, he's that last tier guy. So he's going ninety nine. And after that, it's like Cole Komet. It's like, really? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I love Dawson Knox this year. If you're playing a 10-man uh, league, you want to make sure that you snag him later on. And then you can obviously get some better players early on when guys are, once again, like I said earlier, taking guys like Darren Waller, George Kittle, TJ Hawkinson. You can grab a receiver there and wait for your tight end and get a guy like this that's going to put up slightly worse numbers maybe than those guys yeah but still like comparable where it's worth it yeah um this, this would have been my pick too but you said it first mm-hmm. but um that offense is going to score so many touchdowns oh, yeah. where it's just going to be a lot to go around and for whatever reason gabriel davis is just like seen as oh he's his number two receiver that's going to be good on the bills and yet he might be that and he, he looked great in that eight the divisional game but I tried to pick up like Emmanuel Sanders last year or Cole Beasley, and like those second, you would think, oh, Stefan Diggs is getting double teamed. That second guy is going to be good. Never good. And you could never predict who it would be. And honestly, the biggest beneficiary of that was Dawson Knox. And he caught a lot of touchdowns last year. I could see him doing it again this year. And at that ADP, I mean, he finished fifth in standard last year, seventh in half PPR. He's a little bit not as good in PPR because he doesn't catch like a super lot of receptions or anything. But um, I think he's only got upside for his touchdown ability. And I think people will be too high on Gabriel Davis right now. So that's what that's why he's going down in ADP, even though he finished seventh. So I love that. Um, my pick, though, dark throw, 
who knows, coming off a huge injury, is uh, Irv Smith Jr. He was a sleeper for me last year, and then when he got hurt, it was like... So it's like... Your tight end situation was not very good last year. God, until I traded for you, Kittle. You traded but, yeah, but, Ridley for George Kittle. That's a whole other story. That's yeah, insane. but Irv Smith... Um, uh, when I said this last episode, but when Kyle Rudolph was there, they Kirk Cousins loved targeting a tight end, and I think I'm I'm expecting maybe a little bit of a Adam Thielen step down this year. So I think Irv Smith might take some of Adam Thielen's targets, and especially when Justin Jefferson is going to get um a lot of attention on the defensive side, and then you're trying to go off play action. I could really see Irv Smith outperforming his projected this year. It's just how how well he comes off the injury. But I think um, it only um, it only could get better for him if he re- returns from the injury correctly. So maybe if you're in a 12 man league, backup tight end, your tight end goes down, or maybe he just starts popping off for you. I could see it. I like it. Um, he cut five touchdowns in 2020. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll just see. He's dart throw. But I like that dart throw if you're going for later uh, people. Yeah. Okay, so um, my pick, my first pick for the running backs – it's Travis Etienne. Um, I'm sure you want to touch on this a little bit too because we were both very high on him. Yeah, yeah. He's going at running back 22. I think getting him that low is such good value. They're making sure to keep him healthy this year. They're holding him out of the Hall of Fame game and probably most of the preseason just to like make sure what happened last year doesn't happen to him again. They took him in the first round. They see his potential. There's a lot of room for him to work in the Jaguars offense with Doug Peterson. Um, they want him to succeed, obviously. They don't trust James Robinson or anybody so, else, yeah. really. So I think he's going to – I think he'll be a good value pick, definitely a big sleeper because people haven't seen him at all. They don't know what to expect out of him. But in college, he was amazing. So I think he'll be very good for the Jaguars. Yeah, I think... Um, Especially with the Trevor Lawrence. Him and Lawrence too. connection. Like, for some reason, Lawrence loves to talk to him in the passing game. So I, I, I love that. I, I mean, Robinson's coming off a torn Achilles, so I don't know when he'll be back. But yeah. I don't think it'll be super soon, you know? Mm-hmm. So, obviously, they want to make him an involved part of the offense, especially when they have very... They have no upside at receiver. Like, what receiver is going to be taking his targets? Or what tight end is going to be taking his targets, right? Like, Christian yeah. Kirk is taking his targets. Say Jones, no. And uh, also, mate, this could be a reach, but they really loved to target the Agnew guy last year, and he was a, kind of oh, like a Agnew. running back, returner, hybrid or something. I guess ETN maybe doing that in the passing game. Who knows? So, like, um, I love that. And then he'll, he'll run, they'll, they'll run the ball with him too, and I think he'll come back from the injury pretty well. The only, only issue that I'll say is a little bit like of a buffer is in the Doug Peterson offense, I don't think a running back is really, like, just exploded. Like, I don't remember if any, like, Miles Sanders was, like, ever really exploded when uh, Doug Peterson was his head coach. So I think that's something to maybe take a little bit of a note of. Um, my first sleeper running back is J.K. Dobbins. Um, this is mainly because of the fact that, yes, he's coming off an injury, but the Ravens did not address running back. They were like, we they didn't draft the running back. They didn't pick up a running back in free agency. They They'd, trust him. Yeah. They trust him. And it's funny because doctors are like, he will not be ready for week one. And he's tweeting back like, F you doctors, I'm going to be ready for week one. So I think maybe he's not there for a couple of weeks or something. But like with how much they run the ball 
And if he can just be kind of what he was his first year coming off that injury or what he was in, you know, in college for Ohio State, he will be electric. I mean, they love to run the ball. Um, Lamar Jackson as a read option threat is always going to be there, so that's accounted for when he's running out of the shotgun. And he just hits the hole really well, and he is explosive speed. Granted, coming off the injury, we'll see. But at wide, at a running back 25, only upside from him. I mean, he could outperform so many people in front of him if he has a season like people maybe thought he would last year. So, yes, injury concerns are there. He thinks he's ready, and the Ravens trust him because they didn't pick up anyone else. So I don't know what else you have to say about J.K., but that he's a sleeper for me. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Uh, the Ravens just they they love running the ball and uh, they obviously trust J.K. Dobbins to do it. They were pretty devastated mm-hmm. without him last year, and his injury started like the domino fall for yeah. them as a team. Uh, but yeah, I think him at the helm will be very good in fantasy, and he's just going way too low. Yeah, and he's a good. I think I think he'll be pretty consistent. And the one year he did play, he was pretty good in fantasy. So yeah, for sure. Okay. I think so, I had him on my team. Yeah. You drafted like all that the was rookies. that was clutch. Taylor, I got Jalen Taylor that year. I got J.K. Dobbins kind of at the end. Uh, I drafted so, Swift that year too. Yeah, you drafted like, Swift also. Was, so, yeah. <laughs> so I'm, before it was cool, I knew what I was doing, and then the next year I didn't. Yeah. So um, my last running back pick is Corderell Patterson, who is being heavily slept on. Why? For no. Reason. Why did they pick up a running back? Are we no, dumb? I looked up the depth chart. Are we dumb? They got. Damian Williams. Who cares? He was terrible for the Bears last year. He was so mid. He was deep. It's like he is. Okay. Okay. You say you say what you want. Okay. Go. Are you going to. Damian Williams. This is a take that I'm going to say oh, yeah, right say now. Your Super Bowl On a low key Super Bowl MVP of Super Bowl against Tampa. Tampa, Tampa not, who, who, who was it against? Against the 49ers. Super Bowl 50 something a couple years ago. So good. I think it was at 200 yards and two touchdowns, something nuts. And he had the clutch touchdown at the end to seal the game. Underrated. He was really good for them that one game. But no, he's nothing special. Okay, you done? Yeah, I'm done. I just thought that was. Okay, so Coral Patterson uh, finished running back nine last year. After being like a waiver pickup, he won people leagues. He's going like running back 32 this year behind guys like Miles Sanders. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Devin Singletary, Damian Harris. You're like, how on earth? I think he has such high potential. If you can get him that low, he has such a high upside. It's like, why not just take a shot on him? He had 11 touchdowns last year. Maybe his role gets a little decreased without Matt Ryan, you know. Maybe he takes a small decrease in production. But you take a small decrease in production, Coral Patterson. Who cares? They have Drake London or whatever. He's a great pass catcher. He's involved in the run game and the receiving game. I'm not worried about Damian Williams taking his carries that much. So yeah, he's just a guy that I was pretty shocked to see this low, and I would take a shot on him easily. Yeah, I, I, maybe in the receiving game you think um, you think Drake London will take in his receiving chunks. I'm not even a big Drake London guy, really, you know? I mean, there's Kyle Pitts there in terms of his receiving output. But um, he will he will get a lot of – I mean, they have no running backs. So he'll get touches in the run game. And then they – I mean, Drake London is not going to take that much into his receiving output, I don't think. Like, mm-hmm. he's just overall a really good weapon 
especially for inexperienced, not inexperienced, but uh, lower end quarterback in Mariota, they like to, you know, they might target him on checkdowns. You never know. Like, I think he only has upside and he'll get targeted a lot in the running and the passing game, is what I'm trying to say. But uh, my last sleeper, um, and it's a little interesting because I think his counterpart teammate is going over him, which doesn't make much sense to me. I don't think he is. Is he? Maybe not. Maybe There's no way. No way, right? Okay, well, we're talking about Rashad Penny. You know he's in Kenneth Walker's way lower. Okay, 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 okay. okay. Well, Kenneth some pe- Walker's like nine spot, nine running backs down. Okay, okay, okay. So, yeah, but people think maybe Kenneth Walker will take into his touches. At the end of last season, Rashad Penny was on a tear. I mean, the last five, four games of the season, he was just elite. And he probably won people some, like, playoff fantasy games last year for, like, people that held on to him. So, um, only played in 10 games last year, still had six touchdowns. He's a really explosive runner. The Seahawks will be running the football. I mean, Drew Locke, Geno Smith, I mean, do you want them throwing all these pass attempts per game? No. I don't. So, they're, they've always been a run-first team, even with Russell Wilson and with Drew Locke that will only crank to the max. So, they're going to give Rashad Penny a lot of touches. He is lined up to be their running back one this year. Like, for sure, don't worry about Kenneth Kenneth Walker or whatever. I mean, his yards per attempt last year was six. Six yards per carry last year. Absolutely nuts. I think he will... Their offensive line isn't like anything terrible or worse than last year. I think he'll pick up right where he left off. And maybe in PPR, he's not as, like, wanted because of his, he doesn't have a whole lot of pass-catching ability. But in half PPR and standard, I'm slamming Rashad Penny oh, yeah. at the running back 29. I mean, come on. This team's going to want to run the ball. Especially at the start of the season, he'll be getting a lot of carries. I think he'll – and he was a – I didn't even – I forgot this, but he's a former first-rounder. Yeah. Like, this team wants, like, this team wants to get their value out of him. I, I love that. Especially with Chris Carson retiring. Yeah. You know, he's out of the picture. Completely, completely out of the picture. It's only Rashad Benny and Kenneth Walker. I think Rashad Penny's going to have a great great year this year. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, once again, sticking with my trend, my quarterback, none other than Matthew Stafford going at, like, the QB 12. He's a guy that even though you don't think he has that big of an upside, he actually was a QB 6 last year. And maybe you're saying that's, like, the peak of what he can do, which... I wouldn't completely disagree with you. I think he'll probably be like a. I think he'll be a like a top eight quarterback this year. Whereas there's guys above him that you can see, you know, being worse than like I could see a world where Aaron Rodgers does worse than Matthew Stafford any day of the week. Oh yeah, and even like guys like Joe Burrow, you just don't you don't completely know how they're gonna perform. Whereas Matthew Stafford, he's got such a loaded receiving core, such a loaded team, where you know he's gonna get you that 20 a week or whatever he's a good back end uh qb1 that you can just snag if you miss out on the guy you wanted you can just wait and get him later get some other guy so you don't lose value he didn't get you the guy you like really wanted yeah um yeah matthew stafford's a steal uh here and i think i think he's just a consistent guy that you can rely on and you know he's not gonna like be a bust so he's a guy you can start every week and not have to worry about it, I guess. Yeah, no, I, I love that. Um, he's just a beneficiary of how good that offense is. Mm-hmm. And people are like, well, the Rams offense was so good last year. They're going to be good this year. I mean, they're not going to take a step down, I don't think. Yeah. And that's kind of also like a side note of Allen Robinson breakout 
decent, se- like good season this year. Maybe sleeper, you know, going up wide receiver twenty nine. So sprinkle that in there. But yeah, no, Matthew Stafford is going to be a beneficiary of that system. They're going to be a lot of touchdowns to go around. So I love that. As what was he going? Quarterback what? Uh, Twelve. Yeah, no. Op- the, well, like if he's your if he's your starting quarterback, you're, you, feeling, you're feeling okay with that. If you pick them twelve. Um, my QB is Matt Ryan, and um, I think he's going to have uh, – I'm a big Matt Ryan going to have a bounce-back year this year. I'm kind of keeping my theme of teams that I like. Colts are one of them. And, uh, like, Michael Pittman thinks he's going to have a good year, and that's because I think Matt Ryan's going to have a really good year. So Matt Ryan doesn't throw a whole lot of picks, which will help him in terms of not getting any points against him. And where's he going? At quarterback 22, if he's your backup and your main guy, like, gets hurt or – if you need to pick him off the waivers or something like early in the season, I think he could be outperform his ADP by a ton. I think he could do better than Ryan Tannehill, Trevor Lawrence, Mac Jones, Justin Fields. I mean, Sean Watson, that's a joke. Tua, I mean, he can go over Tua. I think he can be in that like Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins level if he has a really good season. And if you're getting him way late, it's like your last pick on the draft or like a waiver ad. I think Matt Ryan could have a really good season this year. So I like it. Even though they're a run first team. That could also benefit benefit him off the play action, so I like that. Mm-hmm. That's all I gotta say about him. Not much to say there. Okay, so really quickly, we're just gonna touch on a couple training camp injury news. Uh, so Tim Patrick uh, and we touched on both of these already. Tim Patrick and James Washington are both. Tim Patrick's out for the season. James Washington probably like two months. Um, so that's big for some uh, fantasy related things. Obviously, Tim Patrick is a huge deal for like guys like Corlin Sutton uh, and their output. And this just kind of shows, like, how you need to wait to do your fantasy drafts until, like, right before the season. Because so many brutal injuries, I feel like, happen in training camps that just, like, can completely derail your team. If you're drafting J.K. Dobbins in the fourth round last year, you know, that can, like, derail you and make you not even have a chance. And it's just, like, not as fun. So you definitely need to wait to do your drafts. I think that's a very important thing. Yeah, I'm going to, yeah. There's always, there's always, 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 always going to be... A lot of, a lot of, uh, there's only gonna be a lot of training camp injuries. It's gonna happen, right? And like, I mean, like Travis Etienne was pretty late last year. I mean, we had people draft him in our, some of our leagues that we started. So yes, if you're playing like big money leagues, or if you're trying to like win money, or if you're trying to like set, I know it's August, so we're all getting really excited for football to start up again. Wait, wait a little bit. Preseason and training camp is coming. Injuries will happen. It's a given. Uh, but there'll be one more like big player injury, I'm sure of it. Mm-hmm. Especially maybe like a running back or something. So just, just be wary of that. So our final segment today, our NFL B tier. I'm pretty excited to talk about these teams because we're talking more about playoff caliber teams. And today we're going to be organized and we're going to go from order of, well, in the next three tiers we'll do this. We're going to go order from who we think is going to be at the bottom of this B tier all the way to the top of this B tier. So starting could have been C, I think maybe, but could have been could have been could have been my could have been a C tier. What? Fifty nine minutes. Oh, we're chilling. chilling. We're chilling. Okay. okay I'll so. just making sure we weren't like way over. Okay. Okay. So okay. So, um, the Saints could be a C tier team, but yeah. I think that they have a lot of upside to them. Um, you got Jameis. They're they're just getting healthier. Yeah, Jameis coming back off an injury. Michael Thomas is finally back, and he looks good in training camp. But he looks like he's going to be back to his self. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think in terms of the offensive side of the ball, 
they're chilling. They've always had a really good offensive line, offensive line, and they added Trevor Penning this year. Like, solid, you know? I mean, Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, Chris Olave, good. Troutman at tight end, that's good. Good offensive line. Cesar Ruiz, Ram- Ramchek, you know, they got those guys. And then on the defensive side of the ball, added Tyron Matthew, which I don't think they overpaid him or anything. They waited till no one else really wanted him. Got Cameron Jordan on the edge. Um, Demario Davis is a really good linebacker in the middle. Zach Bond got my Wisconsin guy uh, as, uh, at, uh, at linebacker as well. I just think they're a very balanced team from offense to defense. But the but is they lost Sean Payton. So some people, like Porter, will touch on. Yeah. That could be a big loss for them. So in terms of how that goes for them is going to be the real kicker. But I think he put a system in place because all the other guys are there. All the other coaches, assistants are all there. I think they're going to pick up where they left off, especially, side note, they play the Buccaneers very well. So they've always done it. Their defense has always locked them up. So I think they're sneaky division winners. I don't think so. But could win the division potentially if they blow up. I think so. I think they could. Buccaneers lost some pieces. I, I do not think they played any the, chance of that. And I'm just gonna. They were talking. they were five and two before James got hurt. I don't care. That's the last thing. Five and two before James got hurt. And it probably played bum teams. Nope, they were good. Who did they play? I think they played the Buccaneers. Yeah, in the they first. Probably, they they always beat the Buccaneers. That's like the one argument for them being good. I was more of an advocate for them at the top of C tier, uh, but we ended up leaving them in the B. Uh, you can see their upside. They probably have an easy schedule because they play the NFC South. And since they're good against the Buccaneers, that's like four and two or five and one, you know, in the their division. So that'll get you some decent wins. Uh, but I'm more of a when I'm doing this tier list, I'm more of a believer in like how good I think the team actually is. And I think they're I think Alvin Kamara probably will be suspended for a little bit. I don't know if it'll be towards the beginning or middle or end of the season or how long, but I think that could hurt them a little bit. Michael Thomas has barely played the last two years. You're hoping he comes back to form, which I think he will. I'm a Michael Thomas guy uh, myself. And I, I like Jameis. I can see the way that they're a B-tier team, and I think they definitely I, – I see the world where they belong in this tier uh, for sure. But I think it's more so because of their schedule might be why they're a B-tier team. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that's all I really have to say about them. Yeah, I mean – from my perspective, they won. Nine, they went nine and seven last year, and their QB and without Sean Payton, obviously. They lost yeah, well, with their QB problems last year, like I mean, Simeon was playing. I mean, they were a dumpster fire after Winston got hurt. So if he comes back, and I guess there's a lot of ifs with that team. I guess that's what you're saying. Yeah, they have a lot of ifs. But I think that, that I don't def- know if I trust them. I think that defense without the ifs is going to be solid. I don't know if I trust them to go positive this year. Be have a positive record. Oh, they will. You think? Yes. Looking at the record, they maybe won. nine and eight. They had nine wins last year. They'll have more this year. That offense is going to be lethal, lethal this year. They'll be wild cards. Okay, for sure. Uh, so I'm our sharking. next our next team is the Denver Broncos. Me and Cam aren't the biggest Denver Broncos guys for whatever reason. We're not huge Russ fans. Um, Which is I should be. He went to Wisconsin, but you no. should be. But we're we're just not. I don't know how much I trust these guys. I just didn't see enough from them like last year where I think adding Russell Wilson just makes them these immediate contenders like everybody else does. They're getting all these primetime games. Everybody thinks they're going to be the stuff. But I could easily see them, like, flopping. With, with the playoffs. Yeah, I could yeah, see. I, could, I, don't, I don't think they'll make the playoffs personally. You don't think so? Do you? I mean, this is our, this is our playoff I mean, tier of teams, we think. I don't think any of these teams. Uh, I mean, some of these teams are making playoffs. But 
Not all of them. I mean, half of them probably are, right? 14 teams make the playoffs. We got 10 teams in the next two tiers. So I think these top oh, 14 half make of them. It. Yeah, half of so them. So I don't think Saints or Broncos probably make the playoffs. So, um, what? That that's how we org- that's how we arrange this list. Maybe so you're right. I I, I don't know. Saints I, and Broncos don't make the list. Don't make the playoffs based on our tier list. I guess you're right. No, I'm, I'm there's NFC West. I'm forgetting about some of those teams. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I don't really have that much to say about them losing Tim Patrick's a big deal. Um, I don't super trust that without Noah Fant. He's underrated loss for them. I think Noah Fant was a really big loss for them. Um. I just don't know how much I trust them, their receivers, besides Cortland Sutton, really. I think he'll be productive. And even their defense, I mean, no Von Miller. It's like Shelby Harris, you know. I don't – is he even there? They might have traded Looking him. Looking at him, I don't see He might have been in the – I think he might have been in the trade for Russ. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I just don't trust their team, really. I mean, Justin Simmons, he is obviously your best defender, and he's going to have to probably carry that defense. But I think – they can get something together where they'll be like a 9-8 team. Yeah. Okay, so I completely agree with this. I'm glad that we're not form divided on this. Yeah, we're not. Form I don't think Russell this. Wilson just equals you wins. Yes, yeah. I think they went 9-8 and eight last year, whatever they did. They were like 7-7 seven and seven at one point, and they were like in the hunt. No, they weren't. They were not in the hunt. But I think this team has a lot of star power. So people were like, oh, that's going to be good, Russell Wilson. But I think they remind me of the Chargers last year. I think they have some big holes, especially on their defense. Like, on the, def- on the defensive line, they got rid of Von Miller. So people think, oh, well, Rand- Randy Gregory will just, you know, like, slide right in, right? I don't know. I mean, I'm looking at this defensive line right now, and Bradley Chubb came off, like, the worst season of all time last year. They had a really low pressure rate last year. Like, I mean, DJ Jones might be all right. I mean, the line just doesn't, like, it doesn't. I don't love it, and so I don't know if they're going to be, def- be able to defend the run very well. Yes, they're secondary is nasty you know you got justin simmons pat sertan ronald darby that's a I mean, that's good that's a good they have a good secondary it's a good secondary but i you know, I know who are the linebackers their linebackers are they alex singleton josie josie joel i mean they're front seven outside of bradley chubb i mean outside of randy gregory and he needs to have a good season kind of a mess so I could and see Brad, them. Bradley Chubb can have a bounce back. If he has a bounce back, he was <laughs> last year. Yeah. I mean, I, like, I listened to a podcast, and his PFF rate was like 44 or something. Like, the worst. I don't worst. trust PFF, though. PFF's terrible. Okay. PFF, sussy. Sus. Sometimes. But, I mean, if it's that bad, it's that bad, right? I mean, had, like, the worst of all time. Well, that's, remember, that's because because they are, the Steelers asked them to do so much. We can't go on these tangents. Yeah. Okay. okay. But I don't think that's just going to equal wins. Plus, their head coaching staff of, like, Nathaniel Hackett, Super unproven. I mean, how easy to be is to be the offensive coordinator for Matt Lafleur? I mean, Matt Lafleur is that guy. What are you doing as your as his offensive coordinator? Jack Dilly shit. That's what. So I think that's also like sussy. And I don't think Russell Wilson. I've said this multiple times. He doesn't fit into the Nathaniel Hackett system. He's not Aaron Rodgers in terms of super efficient quarterback throwing the ball over the middle of the field. I've said this over and over again. Russell Wilson can't throw the ball over the middle of the field. He will disappoint some people this year. Broncos will disappoint some people this year. That's the Broncos. All right. Next. Next. Uh, this is a team that I don't know if we're, like, sleeping on or if we're just kind of like. They're just they're hard to predict. They're, just, they're, they're just hard a hard predict. team to predict. The Tennessee Titans. It's like I feel like their only huge loss was A.J. Brown, right? 
Like, that's a pretty big loss, but I can't really think of it. Yeah, people are a little bit overrating. They were the number one seed last year. People are overrating his loss, I would agree. We might have them a little bit low, but I think all the teams above them are just, like, a little bit better, you know? The the league is very good this year, um, and I think the Titans, I could easily see them being an A team. I could see them making the playoffs. I could see them winning their division, you know? Yeah. But I think they're just, like, a B-tier team uh, in terms of, They'll get wins because they play the AFC South. You know, they're playing the Texans and yeah. the Jags. Easy, easy wins, you know. They still got Derrick Henry, who maybe will regress a little bit coming off, like, this injury and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you could see that happening, obviously. Um, they added, uh, what's the receiver they drafted? Uh, Traylon Burks. Traylon Burks and then Robert Woods, so... You can see where they're trying to research their passing game. Yeah. Lose A.J. Brown, add those two guys, you're like, is it really that big of a deficit in their wide receiver group? So I'm a little bit more of a Titans believer than I think you are, but you can touch on that. Um, They're just hard to predict because they were so injured last year, but they were still like the one seed. But then you watch how they played against the Bengals, and you're like, that's faulty, faulty one seed. Um. I just think a lot of these teams above them got a lot better this year, and they kind of, like, stayed the same, maybe got a little bit worse. Um, A.J. Brown's a big loss for the fact that um, Ryan Tannehill just loved to target him. And outside of him, I mean, Nicky, Nick Westbrook Akeen or whatever, like, anytime you targeted him, it was just a shit show. Anytime you targeted anyone other than A.J. Brown, it was a shit show. So, Trillon Brooks, Robert Woods, can they be good? Yes, but like AJ Brown really did carry that passing game last year. Ryan Tannehill is on fraudulent watch this year. You know, he could maybe be good, maybe not be. Because if he has a bad year and Derrick Henry has a step down year, the offense is going to be not very good. So, and then on the defensive side of the ball, they do have Caleb Farley going back. Um, so he could be something. I remember he was drafted pretty high uh, last year. And Kevin Byard, so their secondary could be there. You know, we love Bud Dupree, go Cats. Yep. So their, their defense could be, a, I could see them either, I think they might take a little bit of a step down from they were last year. So putting all, all those things together, I think they might be a wild card team this year versus winning the division like they did last year. Yeah. And I'm pretty high on the Colts this year. So that's okay. kind of where. You want to take the next one? Um, Raiders are, these. All these a lot of these B-tier teams are hard to predict, and I think the Raiders are a part of this. People are like, ooh, Raiders, you know, because that star power on their um, – on their like offensive side of the ball is pretty killer. I mean, you we we've touched on it a little bit in the fantasy section, but Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, Devontae Adams, and Derek Carr, who people are really high Josh on, Jacobs. Josh Jacobs, like people are really high on the like the Raiders' offense this year because of all that star power. And well, I agree with that. Um, I think people need to pump the brakes on them a little bit because the offensive line kind of was. Not very good last year, because um, they, I mean, they, they, who was the tackle they drafted oh in the God, first run? Leatherwood, maybe. Well, Alex Leatherwood. Yeah, like he just. They, they're also like a bad drafting team. They could have um, Josh Allen instead of Cleland Farrell, who I don't think is even on there. Like yeah. he was second, and they lucked out with Max Crosby. But going back to, I think their defense is where they could get a little bit sus. I don't think they have a great run defense. They have good pass rush. They're going to have a really good pass rush. Max Crosby and Chandler Jones. Oh, yeah. Like, pfft, pass rush is going to be there. Don't nice. know if this, the, the def- like, stopping the run is going to be there. And say, I'll say this right now. Their secondary is horrible. People are forgetting about this. Their secondary, straight cheeks. 
Uh, Jonathan Abram, Med, um, Rock Yassin. He's, he's actually good. Rock Yassin's pretty he's, good. He's all right. Yeah. Rock Yassin. Tra- that, was, that was a big pickup for them because their corners were lacking. Yeah. Tra- he's nothing special. Trayvon Morig, I've heard of him. I mean, they're secondary. I mean, they got torched by the Chiefs last year, and they have to play an even better division than they're passing this year. They get torched every all their game. Quarterbacks, all, the, all their cornerbacks always like get arrested. Yeah, they could get torched in the uh, in the secondary this year. I firm believe so. That's why I'm pumping the brakes on them a little bit. What do you think? Yeah, I'm kind of the same thing. They're just in such a tough division, where I think if they're, in, I think they could win the division in like the AFC South. You know. <laughs> yeah. But they're just not there. They're playing in the tough division of the league. You got team. I think they might go. You know. One and five or two and four in their division or something like that, you know, that getting wins over like the Broncos. Maybe they go three and three, Stanga went over the Chargers or Chiefs there. Yep. Um, but yeah, I'm just not. I love the Raiders. They're a fun team to watch, and I'm excited to see what they do. I could see them sneaking into the playoffs. I think AFC West will probably end up getting three teams uh, in the playoffs, and that's how our tier list reflects it. But yeah, I don't really have that much to say about them. and Running kind of high on time, so that's all I have. To yeah, say. I don't think there's much to say about them. One thing I will add is all the all the all of the AFC West has to play the NFC West this year. Oh, yeah. So that's going to be yeah, that's going to be tough West. scheduling when you have to play your, the NFC West and the AFC yeah, West. That's going to be tough for them to yeah uh, have a bunch of teams at the playoffs, but for sure. Okay, so so all you start with the next one. You don't have much to say as much to say yeah. about them. Yeah, you he he's a bigger believer on the Colts than I am. I think they'll probably end up winning the division, but I think it'll be a very tight race. I could see the Titans snagging it easily. Um, the Colts just have, besides the receiving game, they have one of the most complete teams in the league, really. Offensive line built, running back sick, QB solid, um, you know. You know, defense is there. Defense is there. Darius Leonard is there. Um, DeForest Buckner is sick. You know, they got a they got a good run defense. Stephon Gilmore this year, they got him. They got Stephon. I don't even remember that. They but got yeah, Stephon Gilmore. That was a pickup. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, overall their team is just pretty sick besides their receivers. If they were able to get, like, one more. I guess Alec Pierce. If Alec Pierce is good, easily they could be a stud team, very sleeper team. Yep. Um, so, they have Nick Foles as their backup quarterback. Did you know that? That's not funny. Um. I'm a believer on them because I'm a, like they just have such a good uh, offensive line, and then I, Jonathan Taylor's the goat. Jonathan Taylor's the best running back in the league. So they were in a really good spot last year, and I think Carson Wentz just absolutely like pooped his pants um, the last two games. Like I'm looking at the Colts as a playoff team last year. Like I think they have the talent to be a playoff team. I think they were better than the Raiders last year, and I think they were better than the Steelers last year. Both of those teams made the playoffs. So I'm going with that mindset, and then they improved at quarterback. And they got Stephon Gilmore, and they have always have had the solid defense. So if they can just be like that and chew on this easy division, I'm a firm believer they can get 10, 11 wins this year and win their division. And that's why I think they're a little bit better than the Titans. Steelers didn't beat the Colts, though, just for the record. Steelers beat the Colts, but Matt Ryan, they're not beating the Colts, Matt Ryan. Um, So that's – okay. okay. You know what's funny? You know who the third-string quarterback is? Sam Ellinger. You know who the fourth string quarterback is? Jack Cohn, Wisconsin okay, Badger. Don't, don't got, I'm uh, just saying, it's kind of funny like quarterback hour room. 15, We're really. chilling, dude. People okay. love when we go Cowboys over. Cowboys time. Cowboys time. You start again. I start again? Start again. 
Okay, well, you have more say I'm, on a, them. I'm a big Cowboys guy. I vouch for them to maybe even be in the A tier. I think they're that tier of team. It was tough. We kind of maybe screwed up the lower tiers a little bit where uh, these top tiers are a little janky where we think Colts, Cowboys, and one of our teams and the A tier. We're all we kind of on the same level. We're all kind of on the same tier, but we'll talk about that more later uh, in our next episode. But, yeah, Cowboys, um, you kind of are worried about the James Washington injury because after all of your receiver losses, he was going to kind of come in and pick up the slack that you kind of lost. And he's only out for two months, so hopefully he's okay a couple weeks into the season, you know. And he can obviously have a resurgence there. C.D. Lamb is sick. Uh, Dak Prescott I really like still. Zeke, Tony Pollard, you know, their offensive line is good. They have a good offense built out if their wide receivers can stay healthy. Uh, Dalton Schultz, obviously we touched on him. He's good. Uh, their defense is a little sus. You know, losing uh, Randy Gregory, that was a big loss. Big loss. Um, and they tried to, like, keep him, but it was like a, there was a whole fiasco. I forget what happened, but they ended up losing him in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know how much I distrust their defense in general. Their offense is super high firepower. I, I trust them, but I don't know how much I trust their defensive side of the ball, if you want to. Yeah, um, X Factor. I don't have the depth charts pulled up. So. Depth chart pulled up for me, right? Their X Factor on offense is Jalen Tolbert, the guy that they drafted that I didn't touch on, like oh, CD yeah. Lamb. With big, with Washington out, big. you know, this, looking at this depth chart helps you out a lot, but Jalen Tolbert's the X Factor. If he can, you know, kind of be like a Cedric Wilson was for them last year, I think their offense on it will be great yeah. between the running and the passing game. Now, because you kind of touched on that, they're going to be good. But on the defensive side of the ball, they, they did get Anthony Barr today. I don't know if you saw that, but on ESPN, they have him slotted as their starting linebacker. So big pickup for them because their linebackers outside of Micah Parsons are pretty abysmal, uh, and like the whole front seven is. Mm-hmm. Like Leighton Vander Esch used to be good, and he is not it anymore. I repeat, he's not it anymore. And um, um, their secondary, if Trayvon Diggs gets toasted without the inter- – I thought the interception output, their secondary is – very suspect. Malik Hooker is pretty good as their free safety. Yeah. But other than that, Dante Fowler Jr. is a right defensive end. Pretty solid. Demarcus Lawrence is kind of washed a little bit. So I don't know if I fully believe in their D-line slash front seven outside of Micah Parsons. Graham, when you have Micah Parsons, you got Micah Parsons. So, like, his pressure, his ability to do everything helps their defense so much. They just, He's great in the run game. He can def- he can defend the pass. He's, he's have awesome. To carry their defense, but he will have to carry division. their defense for them to win the division. Mm-hmm. I agree. So that's where I'm a little bit pumping the brakes on them. And they just had kind of a rough off season. They didn't get better at a whole lot of positions, especially in the passing game. So that's why some people really like the Eagles over them. I think we're a part of that group, as the Eagles are not in the B tier. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how the Cowboys are. But they're at the top of our B tier this year. So that's the end of our B tier and the end of our episode. Uh, thank you all for watching. Uh, make sure to like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow us on TikTok. Hit us up there. Um, make sure to rate and share and do all that stuff on Apple and Spotify. Uh, and we'll see you all next time.